I-C-K-B-A-C-K, the kickback. We live in effect with Reek Reek, Bree Bree, and your boy E-B. Let's have fun. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month, so get up, sit up, get up, get up. So cash your checks and come up, wake up, wake up. Now nah, let me stop. I don't know about you, and I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but at the time of this recording, it is the first of the month, and in the world, at least the world that I live in, every month is Black History Month, but February is when we acknowledge Black History Month, and it's so funny how things in the world work out, because today, your boy is feeling good, and I'm feeling good because a plethora of reason, um, and I'll start off by this. The past 31 days have been amazing, and it looks like it's going to get better. But I'm your boy, EB, and I'm here with two of my favorite people, Sharika and Sabrina. And we're going to be talking about, guess what? All Things Black this month. At least that's what I'm going to be talking about. Most likely, they're going to stick to the script. We don't have a script, but if there was one, that's what we definitely doing this month. But I might go off on one little tangent that is so funny to not be nothing else but who I am because you get to watch people in their what's the word I think it was the next Steve Irwin he used to say it the guy who used to catch crocodiles and stuff it's so great to see people in their natural habitat and I was at a conference the past 48 hours with some people in their natural natural habitat and in that natural habitat they're around a group of people who lacks melanin and you see how they respond around they're like-minded individuals and it's just a beautiful sight to see so for me i am on a 10 i am at a 91 today i'm feeling good i'm feeling great man if you could see the smile on my face right now you would think that i just got drugged up with something that's how gleeful i am because there are it's a lot of amazing things to talk about today but um yeah that's how i'm feeling sharika sabrina how are y'all feeling on this lovely first day of black history Month? Uh, first of all, I'm feeling like you're not going to get the people in the explanation about why you were ghost for the past two weeks. <laughs> you just come pop back in. And well, I know you said you're at a conference, which I couldn't tell if you were saying it really was a beautiful thing and a beautiful experience or if, or if there was, was my lovely sarcasm. Shade. Right. <laughs> I, sometimes I truly can't tell with you. And I love that. So I was like, oh, I'm going to tell you why I was the last two weeks. Okay. I was being black and I wasn't here. Everything is black. Oh. No, but what happened was, let me stop. It wasn't. It wasn't that the um, <laughs> travels here and there, and you know how sometimes because it's not an excuse um, because we we talk close to just about every day, but if not several times a week with just different topics that's going on in the world within our group chat, the kickback group chat. And if you've ever been in a group chat, you know how sometimes a chat is open. Um, and then when new text messages come, you don't get an alert. So if you close out of everything or you go to just something else, you wouldn't have seen that text message. So the last thing I remember is somebody, dang, it's hard because it's only three of us. Um, I remember just a, a Fortune 500 company um, having a group and a podcast that is empowering and educating um, basically the Black people within their organization. And I remember seeing that. But I didn't remember seeing anything else until I ended up sending um, Sabrina, because I don't think she would mind, ended up sending Sabrina something else about something. I forgot what it was about. And it was like, so you can you can text me this, but you can't respond on one week, one week on record. 
So you're going to call me out? Definitely is. <laughs> and then I went to the chat and I saw it and I was like, dang, they definitely said when we was recording, like what, what's going on? Um, So that was that. And then even after seeing it, I didn't follow up and say, my bad. I missed this text. I just kept it tight. And now we record. <laughs> I'm happy when you have your travels because I feel like you always come back with some, like you're not a person who hoards information or experiences. So like when you went to Tanzania, you're like, listen, next time, or when you go to Africa, this is the spot. When you go to New Orleans, you're like, hey, you should go here for dinner. So I love that about your experiences. And thanks for what you shared with me because everything you share with me enhances my life. And I appreciate that. Um, I'm with EB. I was too going to hit y'all with a little song, a little bit of the Beyonce challenge, but I embarrassingly enough practiced it like six times, recorded myself and I said, can't do it. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> so I won't be singing the end of Drunken Love today, but she killed it. Shout out to the people in Dubai who went ahead and exposed the concert that they weren't supposed to be recording on their phones because it just made me so excited. And y'all already know what my song is. It's Brown Skin Girls for me. When she came out with that song, like music already in general just hits up in, oh, you know what? I know I'm talking funny. Let me take out my retainer real quick. Okay, so now, hopefully I sound a little bit better. Music in general just hits different and it speaks to parts of our soul that words alone always cannot and brown skin girl just spoke to me and all the shout out well not a shout out a big f you to all the people who would say things to me growing up like oh you're pretty for a dark skin girl and just the wildest things about my skin color and no these comments didn't just come from white people Honestly, as a kid, it was mainly my own people who teased me about my skin color, especially a marching man. They'd be like, oh, Sabrina, are you sad because you're going to get darker? And I'm like, what is this craziness? Thankfully for me, Black history and my household was every day of the month with the mother and father that I had. Um, and I just, I, my mom never was on that colorism stuff. I have two light skinned brothers. My mom's probably middle skin. I'm dark skin. And it just, it was just not an issue. So I always had my mom hyping me up in the background. But when Beyonce said brown skin girls, and then she clarified and she opened the second verse talking about, you know, Lapita's beautiful dark skin. And when the Kellys roll in, I'm like, yes, we matter. We're not hideous just because our skin is dark. So that's me. I'm here for it. Still, I rise. Coming through with the Maya Angelou energy. So stoked for this Black History Month. So stoked for the Beyonce tickets that just dropped. Now, I do have some regrets. If Ticketmaster looks at my account and they're like, we let her off with a Taylor Swift verified fan, so we're not going to give her the Beyonce one. I'm going to be butthurt for a really long time because I would much rather see Beyonce. It is going to be an experience is going to be everything. And I really, really hope next week I get that email. Even if I don't, I don't care what I have to do. I don't care what city I have to go to. I am going to be at this Renaissance tour and I cannot wait. Happy Black History Month. Sharika, how are you doing, friend? I am good. I feel all over the place, but I am excited. Y'all got me hyped for Black History Month, okay? All I've thought of, was you know what it's february 1st sharika you got to get your life in gear and you need to get on this health thing for real got to get them steps in girl but you know what it is black history month and i'm so proud and happy to be black my song 
is All Right by Kendrick Lamar. It was my song for, I think, when we talked about the Super Bowl, but I'm running it back again. And, you know, y'all may feel, not y'all on, on the pod, but people in the pod atmosphere that may be listening may, be feel, may feel a lot of ways about the words of this song. But the line that I am feeling to the core of my soul, but if God got us, then we going to be all right. And that is my, that's what I'm holding on to because yeah. listen, this world is wild and things are crazy right now. My life right now is wildly all over the place, but I do got some things to celebrate. Uh, I, I don't know if, I think I have talked about this on the podcast about um, me wanting to grow in my education. And I literally just signed up for my HR certification prep course. So I'm so excited and nervous about um about what's next, about learning. I'm excited because I like to learn. I love to grow. I want to be great. But I'm nervous because, you know, the unknown. What I don't know what they're gonna tell me. What if I get there and I'm like, girl, you were in the wrong place. I don't believe that's going to happen, but you know, all the unknowns, but I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about life. Uh, just all the things God is doing. So I'm excited. Um, and I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just ready. I'm ready for, uh, I was talking to my boo buddy. I have a friend that's a, a, I call her my boo buddy, but anyways, um, she said, I'm excited for this shift in your life. And I said, that is it. I feel a shift is coming and I'm excited, but nervous, but I'm excited overall. I'm glad you're more excited than nervous. This is a beautiful experience that you're diving into and I'm proud of you, friend. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Brown skin girls, skin just like pearls, best thing in the world. Never trade it for anybody else. Sorry, I had to hop back on that. I'm just nope. feeling so excited. Someone just text me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole the whole conversation with my sorority sisters this morning has been about this Beyonce concert and how we're getting these tickets. And we started a game where one of us will sing lyrics from her song and then the next person will continue it on. We have a Marco Polo together. It's like Snapchat, except the videos stay. So that has just been going on and that just was sent to me. And I'm like, y'all, I'm recording. I can't be continuing this shenanigans, but... Uh, they know that's my song because we strolled to it at my wedding reception. Uh, Y'all sure did. Mm -hmm. We sure did. And Love I wanted it. someone to be like, well, what if there's a song about what? No, we're not doing that. This is Bronson <laughs> Girl. And I don't care that I married a white man. All of y'all, young and old, uh, white, black, whatever. We all going to be listening to this song today and celebrating. So, <laughs> that was my energy and I'm sticking to it. Um, in okay. a bit of the opposite direction, but I feel like because we're just talking about whatever today, I think, you know, we don't have to avoid the hot topics here on the kickback. And I'm curious about you all's thoughts with the re most recent African-American man whose life was taken by police over a minor infraction. A lot of the conversation has been buzzing around the fact that these policemen who were guilty of this terrible crime were black. So one of the things I heard was, well, are there gonna be protests 
at an extreme level like we saw in the past couple of years. And then when there weren't, when the protests were pre peaceful, people were like, well, why? My take on that is because the city did such a good job and the police department did such a good job with instilling accountability immediately. Immediately, these people lost their jobs. Immediately, they were charged with the offenses that occurred. And that's what, for me, the protests were about, accountability and not just acting like this is something run of the mill, not just acting like, oh, well, you know, this stuff happens. You shouldn't run from the police. Which, by the way, running from the police is not an offense that should be a death sentence. Okay? So I'm curious what you all, what your all stops are on that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me know. Because I haven't even said his name or anything. I'm talking. I'm assuming no. y'all both already know. So forgive me. I just realized that. No, definitely. Um, so one of the things that a lot of people continue to fail to realize in many of these situations, um, at least for myself, is that they see everything as either a group of, as people as a group of monolithic individuals, or they expect every situation to be the same. And that's not necessarily the case, right? Where um, there's individuals who, if I actually was just having this conversation with a group of people, there are people who will say, and we've talked about it on the kickback as well, where they're pro-life, but you know, that's for many only when it's inside the womb. And then once it comes out, we as a church, we as a government, we as a society, we as a world do not do things to empower single parents, whether that's a single mother or a single father. We don't do anything for teenage, like, I don't say anything, let me tell you that. We limit resources for teenage um, parents or resources for them. We have, in a sense, the same guidelines where you need to be providing this, that, and the third, where we we have high or crazy inflation rates or housing rates or countless other things. Um, just sitting in a conference where, you know, hearing people talk about the state of homelessness, where we typically see a lot of men who are homeless because men just feel like that's just where they have to be when they don't have it together. And for a lot of our women in the world or people who identify as women, you typically don't see them, but their numbers are just as staggering. But they have a, I want to necessarily say a comfortable feeling, but they're more susceptible to having some form of resources or guidance to live in their car with their kids or to go to shelter to shelter because we live in a world where many of our shelters are only women and children's shelters, or they're okay with house or couch hopping, as some would say. What we see within this situation of these five former Memphis police officers, they weren't assigned desk duty or they weren't assigned administrative leave. They were immediately terminated, they were immediately charged, and they were immediately, in a sense, arrested, so to speak, where the Memphis police have a new police chief and a district attorney who has a zero policy on these type of offenses from their officers. What many people see or what many people witness, especially within the past um, three or four years, especially from COVID, but even prior to that, was that they were district attorneys and police chief coming to the aid of their officers with all the evidence that was there in front of them. And now you saw a lot of outrage because you had two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month, not even talking about the live camera. I'm talking about the stuff where you just sat down, you got a chance to watch the body cam. You got a chance to watch the Facebook lives. You got a chance to watch the stuff that maybe somebody who was recording from the public, and I'm not saying police officers are not from the public, but a bystander or a civilian publishing. And then that's when you saw outrage from those people within those settings. But when then 
a, I guess you could say a body cam or a dash cam is released to the public and there's still no accountability or a DA comes out and say there will be no charges, then that causes essentially civil unrest. And you have where people are frustrated and fed up with seeing people who are intended to protect them do the exact opposite of that. So I think that's one of the reasons why you saw these differences. Now, I'm not the one that liked to point the finger of why didn't you do this? Why didn't this happen? But I also it's also funny to me, at least in my circles, where during the COVID pandemic and I say not saying we're out of it, but during those years of being at home and having stay at home orders, there were a lot of a lot of a lot of blue lives matters. And I know some of you will say, oh, well, people aren't protesting because the officers are black. Well, I guess you guys aren't saying blue lives matters because the officers are black. Do you see the problem? No, it's like we need to see an accountability issue. So for the same people who are saying Blue Lives Matter and saying, well, he should have just listened. He shouldn't have ran. Where are those voices? You don't see those either. And I'm not saying this to anybody who like not you to you or Sharika Sharik or Sabrina. I'm saying this to those who are listening. And that's the problem that we have in America where we start to see certain glimpses from mainly um, our own vantage point or our own worldview when there's really just a lack of accountability issue when you saw a lot of those protests or riotings or civil unrest or whatever you want to call it, however you want to dub it. Um, but in this situation, we saw a group of leaders, whether it be the district attorney and their team or the police chief and his team, who acted swiftly and accordingly to an injustice that was done to a human being. And that's one of the things we as a people, as a whole, it's some isolated incidents where people want to do their own thing. But as a whole, this is what people want to see time and time again when people are held accountable for their actions. And um, I know from just knowing Sabrina and knowing Sharika, definitely from the Kickback family, um, our heart goes out to the Nichols family and just can't even imagine or the thought process of a um, 28, 29 year olds to be dealing a family of a 28, 29, I want to say 29, but dealing with a young man's um, losing a loved one and trying to process this, especially in this matter. Like you never want to lose a loved one, but we know that, you know, death is one of those things that are certain, but to lose someone this way is very, very, um, I can only imagine just the amount of pain and grief, frustration, anger that is, I guess you could say dwelling probably inside of that community who knows him as a brother, as a friend, as a son, as a, as a cousin, as an uncle, like, yeah, it's just hard. But I think that's some of the challenges that we see. And that's literally just comes down to that lack of accountability. It's sad because one, y'all know I don't be watching the videos because I just can't. But, you know, I was talking to my mom about it and she was just saying, like, watching people treat people like animals, less than animals. She said people don't even treat a dog the way that they were, you know, attacking this man. And it's just really sad, um, you know, every time that these type of things happen. And I stand with you guys and I agree, like, we're happy to see that things were addressed immediately. And I and I guess I just wonder why the people who were like, oh, well, why, why aren't y'all protesting or whatever? I, I guess I'm wondering, it always seems like there are those people that are always trying to catch a, have a gotcha moment or, you know what I mean? Like, why are y'all asking that question? Why aren't y'all talking about, you know, ways to support this family or reach out to this family or help this family or ways to talk about uh, how we can make some kind of changes where 
these things don't happen. I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like what what's the point of the why why do people be focusing it just seems like the focus is on the wrong thing which often is the case but I'm just like what I don't get it I'm just like this is a tragedy this is a travesty like people were peacefully protest I mean what do y'all want what do when y'all when people were out there protesting y'all didn't like I mean I just don't understand what they want what do they want I think for some at the heart of what they want is just Black people not to win, black mm. people to be in the wrong, and it doesn't matter. Like you said, okay, you peacefully protest, and they're like, "Well, last time you didn't." Well, guess what? Last time there's no accountability. Something like this happens, and y'all are stuck on the fact that all the parties involved had melanated skin, were black. Really, and y'all want to bring up stuff like black on black crime or. I even saw one man who happened to be Black talking about, you know, this is clearly the result of the fact that he grew up with a single mother and we have a baby mother mama problem. Uh, Who's that white lady with the blonde hair? She was in um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Great uh, movie, by the way. Julia Stiles? No, that was not Julia Stiles. It was somebody golding. She was in that glass onion. Oh, oh, Casper, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Girl, I was thinking of 10 things I hate about you. I was thinking of that too. (laughs) Uh, No, I wasn't. It was, uh, you know, the one. Anyway, I'm getting off track talking about um, this beautiful woman. But, you know, she has three kids, three different fathers. I don't see these same people dragging the white women, the Kardashians, putting in that same baby mama trope. And this is what I meant by you just don't want black people to win. No matter the situation, you're going to find the most negative thing to reaffirm your own stereotypes and sometimes your own inner self-hatred against black people, black women. Like, this isn't about that. This is about officers who were way out of line and took someone's life for no reason. Period. Because somebody running from the cops is not a reason. Traffic stop, whatever the, you know, whatever the thing was, not a reason to do what you did. And I too, Sharika, didn't watch the video. Like that's, it's incredibly traumatizing. Hearing about it is traumatizing enough and hurtful enough. And I don't even know at this point in my life after what we've endured over the past three years. Not that, as we've said before, I wasn't aware of racism. Not that but just the way it was so in my face 24-7. And I didn't watch the news. The hardest thing was encountering it in my own church community, which is wild that that surprised me because the first time I really experienced racism was when I went to a private Christian school in Kentucky right out of college. And I was there maybe six months before I was like, yeah, mom, I need to run it right up out of here because these people are not for me and I am not for this. This is heartbreaking and wild. When the Las Vegas shooting happened, I didn't hear people talking about white on white crime. So why are we talking in in those terms now? And it goes back to you don't want black people to win. You want to keep, well, whoever is pushing those narratives, you want to keep this idea that we're just like these, this broken people who can't get right and we're just violent and ignorant and quote unquote ghetto and no, and that's just not true. We are people like every other people who have melanin in our skin 
And is our culture lit? Absolutely. Does every single pie to every single one? No, because I'm not even a big fan of fried chicken. You know what I'm saying? But th that idea, it's frustrating, Shrika. And that's where those conversations come from. But I think Edie was so eloquent with the way he discussed this that I don't know what much more needs to be said outside of what we've all shared, which is the sentiment was so glad the accountability was swift. I want you guys to recognize the double standard. And Evie, thank you for bringing up the Blue Lives Matter portion of it, because you're right. I have not seen that from the white people or the black people or the Spanish people or the Asian people or, you know, whatever cultures, ethnic groups were out there saying that. Where are they now? Exactly. It's quiet. Because from the very beginning, from when Colin Kaepernick knelt his first kneel, we already knew what it was. And it wasn't about the flag, and it wasn't about this other stuff. It was about Black people, Negroes, know your place. Speaking of um, us knowing our place, <laughs> on another side of that, not even in honor of Black History Month, I can't remember why I went there. I think one of my sorority sisters was talking about, like, oh, have any of you ever done Ancestry.com or 23andMe or whatever? And I actually had, a couple years ago, Doug got me the 23andMe for my birthday or Valentine's Day or something like that. Because I was talk he was talking about his history and his mom had just done something like that. And I was like, well, for me, I don't know that I'll ever know because of, you know, the history. I know I'm from the slave trade, but I don't know, like, if I'm Ethiopian, I'm from Ghana, I don't know my people. So he got me that and I thought it was such a sweet gift. So I ran it back because I kind of forgotten about it. And once you make the account, you can always go back in there. And you guys, it updated. And now I know exactly where like 44% of my people come from. And I'm curious, Edie Sharika, do you want to take a guess? What country West in Africa? Africa? Well, West Africa, mm -hmm. sure. But what country in West Africa? I would say Ghana or Senegal. Okay, Sharika. Okay, so geography is not my strong suit. It's <laughs> okay. No, well, so we go ahead and Google the location. When, when you <laughs> look at my features, do you see I was like say I don't know what part of Africa what I'm about to say is, so prepare to drag me if I'm wrong. I won't drag uh, you today. <laughs> I'm just putting this up front. Um, I was gonna say Nigeria. Oh, Oh, that's a good one. Okay. And it even got down because the way 23andMe works, the more and more of your family that does it, the more they can find out about you. And mm -hmm. evidently, one of my biological father's daughters, which would be my half-sister, I said that weird. Anyway, when I signed in, it was like new relative, half-sister. And I wasn't surprised because I know my biological dad has six kids with six different baby mamas, but... Anyway, I recognized her name and she had done it. And now it told me what even what tribe. So it's the Igbo, I-G-O. Igbo? Yes. I-G-B-O? Yes, those are my people. And then I Googled stuff about them and evidently they're wow. like one of the most creative tribes. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm a creative spirit. And like, there's just something about knowing your, I don't know why I felt emotional. I don't know why it makes me excited, but I'm like, babe, we have to go to Nigeria. I have to see my people. I was like Googling their faces, seeing if like, this is the same. I was like looking up the language because it just matters to yeah. me to feel that connection. And I'm so excited because before I just knew Africa 
West Africa, I'm sure, something like that. But to now know it's not even a little bit, it's like a little over 40%. And to be able to nail down my tribe, I feel hyped and excited about this. So, Sharika, good job. <laughs> EB, thank you for um, correctly saying the name of the tribe and my people. I'm curious for both of you. I know you, like, EB knows he's Haitian. Sharika knows she's from the islands. But how do you guys feel about those DNA tests? Are you interested in doing them, especially like in light of Black History Month? I know for me, I'll be looking at more stuff about the Nigerian people and et cetera. Let me know. I'm happy for 23andMe because I was hearing that they, you know, as you were saying, they it seems like they're doing more research and getting more information because the, I was hearing that, um, I don't remember, I, maybe it was African ancestry DNA. I don't know, but there was one that basically uh for more people uh from african descent that they that people were saying they were recommending because they did get to your specific locations and the tribe and stuff like that so it seems like and uh ancestry is uh or 23 and me is uh following in line of that whatever the other one was and they're getting more information or being more specific especially to people of African descent. So I'm happy that they're growing and that they're uh, doing more research and providing more information. Um, also, uh, which is an aside from Black History Month, but I'm interested because I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about 23andMe, but they were just saying how it also talks about just traits that you have, whether you're you're likely to whatever whether you're likely to not sleep well or different things like that so that that part has um is interesting to me is like to learn that these kits or dna things can tell you about your past but they can also which dictates who you are but also tell you about things that you may be prone to or that you may be uh susceptible to so i do find that very interesting at first, I never, I was not a person like, oh, yeah, I need to know my background. I need to know my history. I've never really felt that drive or desire. But um, the more that I'm learning about what these tests and things can do, the more I am becoming more interested in, um, I don't know. I, this may, I don't know how this is going to sound, but this is just, this is the kickback. We be real. I don't know. I just like knowing my, I'm not a, I don't know the history where, what all the things has never, it's just still not that big of an interest to me. But what is, is like what I'm prone to or what I'm susceptible to, or those kind of things are interesting to me. Um, I love knowing my family and I love the stories and things that my family tell me about their lives growing up. But I guess, I don't know, the connection of knowing exactly where we came from and all that does not interest me as much than hearing live stories or knowing details about the family in that way, if that makes sense. But I am interested in somewhat, I'm becoming more interested in some things. And maybe if the more I know, the more that my interest will grow. We'll see. Yeah. So for me, um, not fully interested just because I'm not. I know some people be like, well, why not? I don't know. I just never, it was never something that was a deep um, thought of mine or a deep interest of mine's to know more and people who know me would probably think that's really weird because I'm always trying to, I'm always somebody who's trying to learn more. 
Um, but it is something that I've thought about. And one of the reasons I thought about it, because my sister did it. And part of me was like, I don't need to do it because she already did it. And that's one person, one less person to spend money. Um, but some days I look at hers and or she'll talk about it in the family group chat. I'm like, I need to know more or I need to know mine specifically. You know, but who knows? One day, maybe we'll see. I wonder if for both of you, you were less interested because you already knew so much. Like Evie, I think is huge that you know you're Haitian and you can speak your mother language. Like I don't have that. And I think Sharika too, you know your family, like you were talking about last week, you grew up or your parents at least grew up in a place that was predominantly filled with people that look like them. But with me, yes, my mom, who's amazing, shout out to her. But like growing up with a stepdad, even though every time I say dad, I'm referring to him and he is too amazing. Like I knew his history. I knew infield, sharecroppers and all that. But my dad, I don't know his history. And when people ask me what I am, it's like, okay, Black, North Carolina. I know my mom's father was Haitian, but... I don't know Creole and both times I went to Haiti were through the white church. So, you know, it's like, I'm not really connected in that way. So for me, like, I always just wanted to know, I want to know, I want to know. So, you know, don't be shocked when y'all see me coming through with Nigerian garb and all of that. I will say, I want to say a not shout out to the 7% European that I am because we all know how we got there. I doubt it was through loving relationships Mm. so I don't think so. <laughs> but my family was definitely clowning me my little brother was like we see that seven percent Europe we always knew that ever since you became pescatarian trying to clown me which I stopped being pescatarian when I met dad so anyway I love 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 them knowing the history and I'm gonna try to get my mom to do it too so I think that will give me mm. more Data. Broader knowledge, yeah. Well, but my mom and dad are very much like the lowest key of conspiracy theorists. Like growing up, my dad would say the internet was a devil, and we should. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a man who only goes to church on like Christmas and Easter. Like he's not even like you know. And he would say it kind of jokingly, kind of not, but he's very much like. Why do you want the government to have your information? He still won't get the COVID shot. I doubt I can get, and I'm talking, the dad who raised me, I doubt I could get him to spit on a stick. And sometimes my mom and dad, they just be uh, like little twins, like just playing off of each other. So I'm like, listen, maybe if I can get my mom in a separate situation, she might be more willing to do it. But I don't know if they do it for jokes or whatever, but they definitely do build off of each other's little little conspiracy theories with the government. My thing is, if the government's going to get me, they already have enough on me. Me doing okay. 23 and me is not going to make a large difference. <laughs> I, I think this is exciting, Sabrina, because this, I don't know how much you want to go into, and I don't know if this is still what you're trying or planning on doing, but your birthday plans and what you were talking about wanting to do, I feel like this is like, goes right along with it. Absolutely. Um, and Shrika, I'll share with the people. I've been torn just because it has been hard for me to find the African garb. You know, so I was telling Sharika for my 35th, I might do something like I did for my 30th. I did something a little like bigger. Usually I have a low key birthday. After seeing Black 
Panther, I was like, I need to have a Wakanda Forever party, period. And everybody invited you to wear the African garb. And that's just what it is. But I was like, let me see if I can find it for myself first before trying to get all these other people to find it. And why is it so hard? Like when I go to the hairdresser, well, one of the hairdressers I go to, they have a little store that has some things, but it's things that like really, and I'm a short person to be fair. It's always been a little bit harder for me to find clothes that are like in my age range because I used to shop in the teenage girl section. So I don't know, friend, if I'm still going to do it. It's, we'll see. So I do have something. Go ahead, Evie. Now, I was just so going to say, hey, if he goes for it, I'm, I'm there. I'll Listen, may you might want to ask the lady, hey, man, where do you get your clothes oh, I don't know. But, but go ahead, Evie. September the 4th, 1981. Mm. Beyonce, Giselle, Nose, Carter was born. And today, <laughs> on February the 1st, to open up Black History Month of 2023, the one, the only, Miss Knowles Carter announces another, another, another world tour. She going to hit up what we just talked about a little bit, the lovely continent of Europe. And then she'll be making her way to the lovely continent that she reside in. Well, I think she reside here because you just never know with these people. She got so much money. Who knows where she at? North America and Queen Bee will be making, I would say her first, if I'm not mistaken, tour in about three or four years. Because, of course, we had the pandemic, but I don't think she did one in, in 2019 either. Because I probably would remember that one. I think 2018 was her last one, but don't quote me on that. Um, for the Beehive, please don't come for me. Because <laughs> um, y'all going to be like, it was 27? No, I think it was 2018. But I'm not going to fact check it. You can do that. That's the whole purpose of what we do here at the kickback is for you to make sure you do your own lovely research and we love for you to kick back stuff back to us but no it was just dope because literally and sabrina talked about it at the highlight of this talking about how people in dubai wasn't supposed to record her and so when that happened i was like she about to go on tour and i think one of the reasons she's going on tour is because she loves her people and her people loves her and it's been a minute. But one of the things I recognize is she was like, y'all not about to Taylor Swift me. Because that was crazy with Ticketmaster and Live Nation. And I know for some of us who don't really like news, and I want to encourage some of you to go watch it. But I had a chance to watch some of the Taylor Swift, um, I guess you say, I won't say trials, but the hearing with the presidents of Live Nation and Ticketmaster and I think it was SeatGeek and... A lawyer, some lady was a lawyer and a small band from, I think, Philadelphia and a few of these things. And it's like, this stuff is way more complicated than people think it is. And when I say complicated, it's just a lot of lovely, and I don't want to talk too much about them because it's Black History Month, but it's a lot of capitalism that goes on um, in this world where you really don't have access to some of these arenas and stadiums to do anything without some of these major hitters like Ticketmaster. For example, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, for some of you who don't know, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they have a contract together where Live Nation essentially owns all the venues. Ticketmaster owned all the ticketing. So they kind of blackball anybody else from having contact with artists because you got to do one or the other to have mass 
I guess, ticketing sales and or to get in some of these venues. But the way that Beyonce has helped out the world, as she always does, is was like, you know what? I'm not going to try to crash the Internet, which likely could still happen because people still going to try to find a way. But she was like, we're going to break it up into these different groups. We're going to break it up into these different cities. We're going to break it up into these different categories of who really with me, who got a credit card or a bank account or some sort of thing, and who just my fans who rocking with me, all that good stuff. And as I was watching some of this stuff play out, and as shout out to Sabrina for giving me and Sharika a heads up on um, the website part, but I had knew that other stuff was coming. Um, not to say you didn't look out for that, but because you did, you said that as well. But I was just like, I'm not gonna say only black people because there is some Europeans and some Native Americans and some Asians and some Europeans who are not Americans and some people on the continent of Africa. Like there's some Nigerians, there's some people from Ghana, there's some people from Congo, there's people all over the world essentially who are always looking out for people. But I was like, shout out to whoever is surrounding Beyonce to avoid any madness that may happen um, on this long awaited renaissance tour that is highly anticipated by people all across the globe and i'm just excited that it's happening and i'm excited that i likely will be there and i say likely because it's just like i don't know what budget plans i have for 2023 but hey it, it might be not in the budget and we'll work out stuff on the back end of the year where we'll find a way to make things happen so that are, that's my simple thoughts on Miss Knowles Carter. I will say, I am, if Lord willing, like you, EB, you know what? I'm willing, I'm praying I will be there as well. Not sure, you know. You know we got to see what the budget is shaking out to be. But yeah, I'm planning to be there if I can. I had a wonderful time at her last concert. I think that was my first, like, secular concert that I've ever been to and it was exciting and it was fun um low-key I you know I love Jay-Z I'm like I hope he's there because while I am a fan of Beyonce hate me if you want to I think I'm an even bigger fan of Jay-Z so I love him and I would love to see him again out there but I'm ready to turn up and have a good time I'm ready to live, sing, dance, get my life out there with Beyonce. So I'm ready. Um, I hope the tickets will be reasonable as they were the last time. But, you know, that Taylor Swift thing got me a little shook because even though I wasn't in the shenanigans, I was I was hearing all the stuff that was going down. So I'm, I'm shook. But I'm excited to see her do her thing because she's always amazing. And um you know, it's always a good time. So I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. And I'm excited about it. Wait, wait, you're excited to see Taylor Swift? No, Beyonce. Oh. I, I was saying I was shook because I of the experience that I saw y'all were going through with the Taylor Swift. And I pray that that doesn't happen again with the Beyonce situation. But I am excited for Beyonce. Yeah, I'm so excited. Like, it's ridiculous how excited I am. Evie, that was a very worthy intro to this topic. It's going to be epic. She brings 
5%. I think the ticket prices will be reasonable before the scalpers get them, which is why I'm really praying we all get a part of the pre-sale or we get in early because already there's like this ticket master-ish side website and somehow they were selling tickets this morning and they were like 900 a thousand dollars and I'm like these are not even legit because tickets haven't even started to be, to be sold when I saw lemonade I got my tickets for like eighty dollars there's like the floor section the section above that and the section above that they were great seats I was on the right side with my friend Patrick and we had a great time on the run I was with Sharika I don't think we paid more than a hundred dollars for those tickets. girl no they were like fifty dollars yeah, we granted, like now we were in the rafters, but I don't care. Beyonce, but we were also screen. we were right by a good screen, so a we could see her. She looked that we were by a great screen, even though she was a little bitty. We did see her down there, but we were by a screen. And guess what? It was about the energy, and I could feel the energy for the, from those vocals. So mm -hmm. I think as long as we get in early, the tickets will be reasonable. My prayer, and this is a genuine prayer, so don't laugh at me is that I can convince my husband that this needs to be something we invest in because I want to spend a little more. I want to be a little closer. It's been seven years since she's last hit the stage, right? So we don't know if she'll ever hit the stage again. I want to be closer, but we'll see. As Evie said, we have to have, you know, it's a new month. Shout out to the Every Dollar app and Dave Ramsey. We definitely be on that to a T. Ah, so we'll see. We will see what transpires, but I'm very excited. Okay. Any and it was comments? interesting though, when we bought the tickets, we weren't even that early. We were like a week or two out. It was not even that early when we got those tickets. And it was Jay-Z and Beyonce together. I know. So we'll, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it was a good time. It was such I a good time. I think Evie and Judith were there, but they were they like were. on the right side. Oh, you know, they were on the rich people's side. We were with the Stop it. No way. <laughs> I'm so, but yeah, we definitely were there. Shout out to the other two. Devontae and Kayla was there as well. They were at that oh. same show. Okay. Devontae and Kayla listeners, that's their family. Yeah. So we'll see. I was even debating, am I going to see it in Tampa or am I going to see it in Miami? My husband shut down Miami real quick. He's like, we're not going all the way down there when she's 25 minutes from her. Facts. <laughs> He's like, all, the, all that traffic in a city we don't know and all that when we can <laughs> simply go to Raymond James. So I already mm -hmm. feel the energy. It might be another $50 ticket. Even though and we went to, I think, Orlando to see it the last time, we weren't even in Tampa. Yep, that is true. I will yes. give a recommendation for some people who are out there, because some people are like, there's no way I have money to afford this. But um, I'm no, I'm not going to say her name. I So I have a friend who works in a city. Because I was about to say the city, so like, I think I know who that is because <laughs> they post just about everything. Uh, but what they did to finesse the system is they took on a job part time at an arena as like security, so to speak. Um, and basically, uh -huh. it's so many people who do security that it's like it's a job, but it's not like you have to be there. Like if you don't show up, it's not like you get fired because it's so many people who do does those gigs. I couldn't do it, but for them. This was the best thing for her. And she was like, yeah, I just do security. And like, yeah, I tell people where they seats at. But once the show starts, like most people ain't really trying to talk to nobody. Like they're not talking, hey, can you help uh, me find my seat? I'm just sitting there watching the show at the door. And she was like, it's been a few times where she, 
that wasn't her rotation because she'll be like she'll have to be like outside or by the gate so she'll only see it on screens but it's like most times she's inside of the stadium like and she's been at like you know and she's one of those and i say hood people she's one of those people who neglect rules and so not necessarily hood or thuggish or any of that but neglect rules and don't care for them so she'll pull out her phone like from the dave Chappelle's to the dc young flies to the chris tuckers to the chris rocks to the Adam Sandler, like all of these people, and of course, sport sporting events as well, recording stuff. And I'm like, oh my Lord, this girl at work hang, having a bl blast. So getting paid to do it while some of us, um, we don't have that opportunity where we pay to go enjoy it. But hey, for those of you who that it ain't in your budget or in your means, maybe those of us here in Florida, maybe you get a job at the the uh, arena or the stadium in Miami or the one in Tampa. Or if you're somewhere else, you just look at where she'll be and be like, Hey, I'll get a job for that, but and maybe I might get lucky at this <laughs> thing. If it's not in your budget, now if it's in your budget, hey, man, support that black queen. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Get a side, get a little coin, and go get paid to go see Beyonce. That that sounds good to me. That sounds great to me. I truly, truly can't wait, Sharika. It would be great if we could run it back together again. Listen, the whole kickback needs to, it could be a kickback outing. Well, you know, I, I got know to that I may not I, be on EB's price exactly, level for the price tickets. Exactly. But. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. We'll be hey, in the same listen. air, breathing as them, but EB's going to be like in the box. Gina's going to have a new purse and new boots. <laughs> I definitely won't be in the box. I already know that price is going to be like crazy. <laughs> that is hilarious. But I know what I will do. Because y'all know me, if people who know me, y'all know I send emails to any and everybody. But when these, like after the tickets drop, depending on where we end up sitting, depending on what the price is, I'm, I also can see the average prices just because I also have seen these, the, the size of the venue, like these people aren't, most celebrities aren't here trying to take people's heads off. Many of them, and as, as I watched that Senate hearing about um, Taylor Swift, many of the artists that was coming up, they're saying they're just trying to break even. Because of so mm -hmm. many fees that they have to give because of their con contractual obligations, where it really gets to a point where they're trying to break even. Um, they're not even trying to get ahead. So some of them don't even see all the money that is actually being received. Mm -hmm. So I can see it probably levels being anywhere between the same of what it has been, where anywhere between like a thousand to about 500 for probably either real close, like the first couple rows of the lower level. And I'm thinking like around 250 to like essentially 50 to 75 from everything up from second level to nosebleeds because that's even what their like big sporting events are costing. And I'm not trying to compare Beyonce to a sporting event, but these are what these arenas, like they typically set these prices a lot of the times of like, Hey, if you do this at this level and all tickets are sold out, this is how much money you'll be, you'll get, or this is what you'll see in a sense on the back end. I can, I don't see like everything on the lower level being a thousand and everything on the middle being 500 and everything on a nosebleed being 250. I don't see that. I might be wrong, but I don't see that. Um, just because I just don't see that in part of the history of what she's done from tour after tour or the history of her, um, her team. Like you just don't see that sense of capitalism or greed from these individuals. Um, but Hey, I might be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I would have to, I would be a betting man. But what I will do is after these prices come out, whether I do or I don't have tickets, I'm going to take a chance and get a couple no's where I am going. And I'm going to give all y'all free game right here. And I usually don't do this because I'll tell y'all after something works out for me because it might not work out for me as I'm about to share it with all of y'all. But what I will encourage you to do and what I will do is send emails 
to the arena because the Bucks still own Raymond James. It's still their stadium. To their leaders and their management team, like to the Glazer families, their GM, Jason Lick, all of them, and say, hey, I see this event. I am a fan of the team. Is there a way I can get your box? Because some of these arenas during these big events, they don't even use some of those suites. Like it's not even available to the average Joe or Smoke like me or you. So I don't mind getting that no. I, I've been told that no before. I tried a few on the Orlando Magics a few times. I haven't tried it in Tampa yet, but I always send out crazy emails to people to see what can and can't happen. Um, Aren't yeah, you a season pass holder? I am, so that's what that's that definitely part of my like, narrative. You know what? He's dedicated. He's committed. I'm like, I'm an actual Tampa Bay crew member, and they spell crew K R E W E. Like, and I can I can fill in all the stuff we've done in the Tampa <laughs> history. I can give them a sobbing story this. how I'm I'm frustrated with Tom Brady retiring today, and I don't know mm -hmm. what's going on in the world because there's a lot of other announcements that have come on in the world, and I may or may not um, expound on those later. But yeah, that's what I, I would encourage you to just. Take shoot your shot with those. A last and at least from myself as far as this is for my peoples. If you end up getting it and you like get access to it, trust me. If you're doing the Tampa show or the Miami show, you can call me and be like, "Hey, can you cash at me right now?" Because if you get access before I do, I would love to just send you the bread for my two tickets. I would make sure that that amount of money, if not more, is in your account as well, or sit to you promptly so you can probably even take care of yourself because. I think it's really going to be that big of a deal. But yeah, that's all and, I got. And I, all I want to end with is, EB, if you get that box, don't forget us people over here at the kickback. <laughs> don't forget your two. That's when I want to be like two of my favorite people. I want to be in the box with you. So don't don't forget us. Don't, don't turn big time now, EB. We'll see what happens. <laughs> You see how all of a sudden we ain't two of the favorite people no more. Okay, we can still be two of the favorite people, but you know, there's um, there's a what's the saying? Crap, I'm there's levels to this. There's levels to this. Exactly. <laughs> now that's just facts, and I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Even if I'm in a Raptors, it'll be incredible. I'm a listeners. If you're on the fence about going or being like, is it even worth the money? I've never seen her. Yes. 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 Arguably the best entertainer ever. And I've yes. seen videos. I've never been to a live Michael Jackson concert. I've seen videos of Michael Jackson. But like literally, I will put Beyonce on that level from what I've seen in Michael Jackson videos and what I've seen from Beyonce live. One of the greatest entertainers mm. ever, like all time, mm. hands down. And I know some of the people who love Michael Jackson is going to be like, well, nobody ain't passing out and crying and getting pulled out on a stretcher. That was a different time. If Michael Jackson was here today where it had all the social media that's there, <laughs> like it would be not saying he would still be a top notch performer, entertainer, musician, artist, singer, all that good stuff. But it wouldn't be as crazy as we see because we don't see that with nobody these days where people just like dropping dead and people getting pulled out on stretches. It because it was really a big deal to see celebrities back there. It's like seeing a celebrity when you're walking through like LA. Go go to LA, go to LAX, fly into LAX if you ever go to California. You'll see celebrities and you don't see nobody like running up into them. You're like, oh dang, I saw so and so. Like, it's just like, it becomes like a normal thing because of how connected we are digitally. We feel like we know these people and it's like, oh, I don't have to do all of that. But nah, if you are thinking about it, if you're second guessing it, um, if you're thinking about a trip this year to go somewhere, save that money, go see Beyonce. Trust me, you will Ooh. not be disappointed. That reminds me, I did hear this tip on Instagram. Now, if you got the money, this might be a tip for you. This person says like, you know, 
some of these tickets for these concerts are really expensive. And what they do is that they usually go overseas and see these individuals because sometimes the tickets are a lot cheaper overseas and they'll use that money to also now they get a trip out of it. Instead of just having a ticket price, which they would pay here, they would they can get a ticket price for a concert overseas and have a trip out of it. So if you roll in like that, you know, that might be a little tip for you. It might be. I I was considering that, but knowing me and the way I be overseas, I'll get over there and miss the whole concert because <laughs> I didn't understand this direction, got on the wrong Uber, be butthurt. But I did think, you know, that would be a great move because she'll be in some incredible places around the world that are on my bucket list. Mm. But, uh, I can't even get down to Miami, so I know my husband's going to make that. All right. Um, I, today's quote is going to be, of course, for my Angela, it's a great way. I can't believe we're recording the first day of Black History Month. That's such a vibe. Uh, I love when she says, just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Shout out to my people all over the world. Still will rise. Right here, I am expounding on something that I, I think I learned this before, but it wasn't like something that, and I think we may have said it on the podcast before, but I don't recall. But if I did, hey, you're going to hear it again, because I'm pretty sure it's not something that all of us are practicing um, day in and day out. I know we know that February is um, recognized as Black History Month, but today, as in February 1st specifically, it is always observed as National Freedom Day, and it celebrates freedom from slavery. It also recognizes that the America, America is a symbol of liberty. The day, right, this day, honors the signing by Abraham Lincoln of a joint House and Senate resolution that later became the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. There's also a lot of crazy things that take place or that is recognized, um, I would say, on November, I'm sorry, on February the 1st, like stuff that I would never think that could correlate with either National Freedom Day or Black History Month. But there are some things that is not only on February 1st, but it's also on the first Wednesday of February, which this year happens to fall on the first day. For example, candy making day, car insurance day, change your password day, dark chocolate day, decorating with candy day. G.I. Joe Day, Hula in the Kula Day, one that Sabrina, I think, would probably know. And if she doesn't, I'm pretty sure she'll be thrilled to know this. International Day of Black Women in the Arts. And I was just like, what the heck? I didn't even know that was a thing. But that is also today. And another one for all of our ladies and for all of our men and all of those who are still trying to figure a certain thing out. National Girls and Women in Sports Day is usually recognized on the first Wednesday in February, which happens to be today. And also, which I know I used to love this um, in school, but I know this wasn't a strong point for each and every individual when you had to read paragraphs and it goes on to the next person. But today is also World Read Aloud Day. So for those of you who say you want to read more books this year, you can start today if you haven't started already. And I know it's the time of our recording, which is not necessarily the same time you're going to listen to it. But as you hear these words, 
find a book and start reading. Even if it's a chapter, even if it's a page, even if it's an audio book and you're like, I'm just going to follow along, do it on your commute to work, do it on your commute to church, do it on your commute to school, do it on your commute to the gas station, to the grocery store. When you're just driving around on your walk, when you're working out, instead of listening to music, you can knock out a book. But those are some of the things that happens on February the 1st. So that's all I got. Alrighty, well, today I'm going to recommend something that goes along with Black History Month. Maybe you might drag me for this and kind of goes along with the fact that in this culture we celebrate Valentine's Day. It is a movie on Netflix entitled You People, and it just uh, goes through <laughs> really Sharika. I was going to recommend it. That's, I, I'm, oh, like, okay. I'm, like, I'm not coming for you, friend. Even if you were, I was going to enjoy that dragging. Um, I found it to be lighthearted, funny. Listen, if you want to go into a deep conversation about that sort of thing, maybe a comedic movie isn't where you start. So for the people that are like really upset because it didn't cover things rightly, listen, it's a movie with Eddie Murphy and what's that white boy's name? Jonah Hill. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what he's famous for. I didn't recognize his name. I kind of recognized his face, but I thought it was delightful. Doug and I sat, we watched it. We got our giggles in. Uh, The actress who was in Seinfeld who played Elaine, Elaine, she's in the movie. She is hilarious as the mom. And they hit some points that people struggle with on both sides of the fence. It chronicles the um, dating experience of a Black woman and a white man and how their families react to that you people on netflix check it out for a little cute good time so uh i have a i was another thing i was gonna i was gonna recommend you people but uh sabrina did that so there was another movie that i was gonna recommend i have not watched this movie but i when you go on netflix sometimes like during this season you may get um like it says, do you want to see like critically acclaimed movies or whatever? So this movie is a 2023 Oscar nominee movie. And, you know, usually you get on there and you be like, I never hear when you watch the shows, shows you be like, I never heard of these movies. But I was looking, I said, let me see what they got on there. And they have this little one that I saw. It's a cartoon, but it has a lovely brown skin young lady as the face of the uh, um of the little movie uh, poster thingy, and it's called The Sea Beast. I don't know what The Sea Beast is about, but it is an Oscar nominee for the, um, it's a nominee for this Oscars, and it's a black girl on the front of the little movie thing, and it's a little cartoon, and I'm like, you know what, I might find out what this is about, because you know what, why not? I love a little black lead, and it's a young black girl. And then I was reading a little, I was trying to read the um, thing, and it said, now, I don't know, you know, I don't, this might be a judgment. I don't know, but I was reading and it said Carl Urban, Urban and Marine Jean Baptiste. And the Jean Baptiste to me always, I, I think of Haitians because I know a few of those. So I'm like, you know, what, is this a Haitian? I didn't get to do all the research, but I'm excited to learn and listen and watch The Sea Beast on Netflix. All right. Looking forward to that. That's a good one. Um, I haven't watched it, but I've heard people talk about it, but I I, I need to watch that just because I'm pretty sure that's definitely a Haitian as well. I don't think that, well, hopefully you won't get dragged for that. 
But <laughs> one of the ones I'm going to recommend you because you got a comedic relief and you got just different movies she want to check out. But I also know that there's sometimes some not necessarily because um, I don't want to I don't think it's dark. I haven't seen it yet. But when I was looking at what to recommend to the people, I was like, this might be a good place for people to start. But there is it's on Netflix as well. It is mud bound. While the setting of this historical drama is rural Mississippi, just after World War II, sadly, it details themes of race and class that are still very much prevalent today. It centers around two World War II veterans, one white, one black, who returned to their farmland homes in the Mississippi Delta, where stateside racism and white supremacists <laughs> challenge their respective lifestyles. So... If you're looking at something where you're trying to just expound your understanding of challenges and experiences that some people had to face with, even after serving their country and putting their life on the line, um, I think this is something for you to check out on your downtime. Or maybe for those of you who are either parents or great uncles and aunts and you want to do an educational lesson with some kids or grandkids, this is also something that you can just sit down and talk to them about as well and i think they probably will enjoy it and i know we are getting to a place where minorities will no longer be the minorities any um not that much longer as just diversity continues to just blend and these melting pots begin to expand into a different vision of the world and so it's good to just continue to educate and inform people every chance you get but as we close out i'm going to leave you with two quotes the quote that we usually always close out with and i'm going to leave you with a quote from the first black president of the United States of America, where he says, change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. Those are wise words from the one and the only president, Barack Obama. And I know for some that might sound cliche because you might feel like you don't have that power, that influence or that seat to make the difference. But I want you to know that your voice matters, that you're valued and that you're loved. So even with whatever position that you have, don't wait for somebody else. Be the one who speaks up and say what's needed if we are going to seek the change that we so desire in this world. As always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.